Broadcasting live, weekday morning, this is listener-supported One Radio Network. And we thank you for your ongoing support, getting a lot of new donations in there. You can do a monthly thing, 10 bucks, 5 bucks, 3 do- I don't care, <laughs> $12, whatever. We don't have a set fee. You can just do that. Well, good morning. It is the 22nd um, of May, 2023. This is Patrick Timpone, and it's OneRadioNetwork.com. Tomorrow, Max Egan. Max is a great guy. He looks at all the, the curly cues and the where the bodies are buried of geopolitics and all the, the matrix. He's a funny guy. He's down in Mexico. He'll be here tomorrow. He's on usually every couple months. And then uh, Dr. Lisa Raskin, who's a um, longtime friend of mine, and she's a, an Ayurvedic doc, and she's got some interesting things on the best way to do spices and how to use them as medicine rather than food, beer, medicine, something like that. And then somebody else on coming in on Wednesday, and we'll let you know who that is because we haven't firmed up the time as yet. So there you have it. Phone lines, we are into our third month, and... Um, <laughs> Can I tell you? With no phones. So Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com, which gives you a chance to communicate with our guest on the fourth Monday of the month, and that's Dr. Jennifer Daniels. Dr. Jennifer Daniels is a great gal. She is in Panama, and she's been in Panama for 10 years now? 10 years? 16. Whoa. How many canals do you have? Just have one now? Are they still building the new one? <laughs> two? Oh, yeah, two canals. The right. second one is done. It is done. It's operational. The big ships are moving through, and uh, oh. hopefully, it's uh, great for world commerce. Yeah. And who did this one? Who paid for this one? Do we know? No. <laughs> Could be anybody. Right? <laughs> Could be anybody. <laughs> China, Russia, United States. Who knows? I mean, we don't know. Dr. D is a, a, a medical doc. She doesn't do doctoring anymore. She was in New York, and they got a little feisty with her because she was doing too many natural things. So she had it down to Panama 16 years ago. And you like it down there, right? You have fruit, oh my goodness. and you got lizards and fruit on the trees and stuff. Oh, oh my goodness, yes. Mm-hmm. We have an avocado tree. It's giving about 10 to 30 avocados a day. Whoa, yeah. That's what I said. When I first came here, I met I, one of my friends here, and he said, Oh, you know, I have an avocado tree in my backyard. Oh, my God, you must be rich. (laughs) Because avocados in the United States were so expensive. And having a tree in your backyard, oh, my (laughs) I know the organic ones here, I've seen them for $4 or $5 a piece. The organic avocados. Exactly. You've got a tree that's that's, that's just dropping 30 a day. Do you eat a lot of them? Do you like avocados? You eat a lot? Well, there's a season, right? So the season comes and the season goes. So they only drop like that for Mm. about... Really, six weeks. By the end of six weeks, you're pretty much sick of it. And you've eaten avocado any way you can. I mean, guacamole is great, but after about uh, a week of that, and you got 30 avocados a day, you're like, okay, what else can we do? So here, they treat avocados like you would treat uh, sweet peas. Sweet peas? They cut it in half, scoop it out, and just put it over rice. Get the fresh avocado just right on top of rice? Rice, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I said, are you sure? What's the rest of the recipe? That's it. And And you know what? It tastes fantastic. I have not tried that. And um, you are a big fan of 
parts of the animal, especially the pig. You're, you're a great pig fan, and you can get plenty of that there where you are, right? The, all the, the Exactly, yeah. Uh, as my friend would say, brains, brains to balls. Brains to balls? <laughs> kind of like nose to tail, except a little more spicy. I like a nose to tail, brains to balls. I've got some, I think it's lamb testicles down in the freezer. I've not had the courage to do them yet, so I don't know. Um, they're okay, uh, but definitely bull testicles are where it's at. you got to get a bigger kick. Yeah, the bull. Bigger bang for your <laughs> Bull testicles, yeah. It gets rid of procrastination, uh, unreasonable fears. You know how you have all this, you know, repeat your mantra, meditate. No, 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 no. A couple of bites of bull balls, <laughs> it'll be a god. <laughs> <laughs> bites of bull balls. Oh, God. And then you like the cheeks and the ham hocks and all of the other pigs. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. See where these cheeks come from? They're borrowed from the pig. <laughs> yeah, our guy here, he has cheeks all the time. Pretty, pretty pretty reasonable price, too. I mean, we have good price. Right, because they're basically waste. Yeah, who wants I mean, cheeks? here, the pig cheeks are about a dollar mm-hmm. a pound. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you've made some um, um, some medicines you want to show us. Well, it's a combination of spices and medicines, you could say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this really is, is kind of like spicing up your life and just taking your whole life to a different level. I like it. And really uh, <laughs> making yourself into a VIP, very important person. Mm. And people want to be around you and to taste the food that you cook because they know it's going to be wow. No. So I'm going to start with one of my favorite spices. This is something you can make at home. And this is your own uh, vanilla flavor. Ooh. Now, the, the advantage, I don't know if you can see that. Let me put you on full screen. There you go. There we go. Yeah. Circle, circle. Okay. So this, always put your recipe on the bottle. Yeah. And uh, put the date. Ah. This was 19, uh, 20, this was 2020. So this was three years ago. Almost, yeah. And first of all, I'm using whiskey, which is more import, more expensive than vodka. So when you make your own stuff, you can use the absolute best ingredients. Why would you use whiskey instead of vodka? It tastes better. So we have in here, and if you can see, no, you can't. Uh, basically vanilla beans. And they've been in here for three years, which makes the vanilla flavor really amazing. Let mm. me just give it a whip. I haven't opened it in a while. Now, tinctures, a tincture is a tincture is a tincture. Very good. It, um, you start all of your tinctures on the moon and you separate the tinctures from the herb, which is inside, uh, on the full moon. Mm. And that's the whole recipe. A tincture is a tincture is a tincture. Don't, you know, don't, com- that's, that's complicated enough. So uh, what you can do with this, though, is you can use it for all of your spices, your baked goods, uh, your puddings, anything that calls vanilla, you can use it for. You can put a little bit in your coffee, spice it up. Uh, but your vanilla is going to be special because you use whiskey instead of just plain uh, vodka or alcohol that the industry uses. And you got your own villa beans. And this is six bean means I put six beans in eight ounces. And that's when I started. Six beans. For, you know 
Six beans for eight ounces of wiki, wikis. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I said, you know what? This is my vanilla. I don't need to stop at eight beans and six ounces. So what I did was I put in uh, 25 beans and uh, 23 ounces. What the heck, right? Wow. So here uh, we have, so you should be able to see it here. Yeah. I'm going to put it up to the camera. Oh, that's pretty. Oh, there. You yeah. see it. Those are the beans. Can you see the black uh, strings? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the beans. And so because it's my vanilla, I can make it stronger. And that's the excitement of making your own uh, tinctures and your own spices. You can really kick it up a notch because you're not making, um, you know, 2,000 gallons to sell to people and you've got to cut back on the vanilla beans to make a profit. Right. You can say, you know, Vanilla is, is is important to me. I'm going to go all out on this. And that's fine. So that is it. Now, the problem with making vanilla is it takes time. You see, this one is 2021 is the date on this. So it's two years. And so it takes about two years. Two years. Just sit. Say, two hmm. years. But as you can see, uh, time passed. So when I made this, I was like, oh, my God, two years. I can't wait that long. But here we are. Here I am. Get stuck. And what you can do, there's two ways to use this. One, you can just take out uh, the vanilla extract and use it as you use it, or you take out the vanilla extract and then you add in some whiskey and you keep going like that until it's so weak that you don't like it anymore. But what I'm gonna do, since it's my tincture, is I'm just gonna use it up. And I've got about three bottles of this that I've made. It is not cheap, but it tastes great. So that's vanilla. Now, why would you want to put vanilla in everything? And why would you want the highest quality? Because vanilla causes feelings of uh, happiness, love, and acceptance. And yeah, a lot of people are not putting enough vanilla in their food, and it creates a lot of domestic uh, unhappiness. (laughs) So there you go, vanilla. I like that. Uh, I just want to uh, point out, let's see, this bottle, I don't even know what color it is. Oh, this is a white bottle. But the whiskey and everything is so dark, it works out. So I just put this on the shelf in the back. And I literally have um, metal shelving here. And on each level are tinctures. So I put my vinegars there so they can brew all the kind of stuff there. All right, so that's vinegar. I mean, that's vanilla. This, so every now and then, you decide you're going to just up-level your life and do something like outrageous. Hmm. And so for me, that was martial arts, uh, Taekwondo, Jiu-Jitsu. And so I started studying these things and looking into it. It's like, okay, if you're going to do karate, if you're going to do Jiu-Jitsu, you're going to get aches and pains and bruises. That's just the way it is. So people have thought about this over, I guess, thousands of years, and they've come up with various tinctures. So we have a tincture. This is amazing. This one is Dip Da Jiao. So <laughs> this is some, yes, you can see it looks pretty spooky and it's really murky. And <laughs> wow. But despite all the murkiness, uh, I have to put a uh, paper bag over this one because this has to brew for at least five months and it's just matured. As you can see, again, all of your tinctures, you've got to put down what did you do, how did you do it, and when did you do it? Yeah. So this is October 22. So we're now coming up on seven months. 
And I even put down uh, the date, listo, that's Spanish for done, on April 19th, 2023. You can see over here, I've got the date that it's done right there. Then I said, well, okay, how did I make this? I used 370 cc's of 35% vodka. And that's what, uh, let's see. That's what this information here is saying. 3,700 3, mils, go a little higher, and then 35% or 40%. Oh, wait, yeah, I used part 35% and part 40%, so it's hard to get uh, 40%. And there we go. Well, what do you do with this? Yeah. Um, so did that gel helps your uh, tendon uh, bruises and contusions heal so that the actual underlying bone is stronger. And this makes it then so that you can, uh, as you train, when you have the pain, the pain results in you actually getting stronger. It's not just pain. So that's very interesting. And what's the main ingredient in that? If that's the name of the herb? Is so there's no main ingredient. It's like uh, it's a special blend of 27 or so herbs. Wow. You actually buy the pack of dried herbs online at a Chinese herb site. They've only got two or three sites, so you can't miss it. But that is very sensitive, and so it has to be, I just cover the bottles with a paper bag. Mm -hmm. That makes it easier than trying to find a dark place. It's like, okay, fine, paper bag for you. So that's Dip Dow Gel. Now, on top of Dip Dow Gel, there's this one, <laughs> and this is called Iron Home. Iron. And hmm. what this does, is it makes it so that your fist, when it punches, whatever it punches breaks, your fist doesn't break. <laughs> Again, this one, as you can see, 10, 19, 22 is when I started. Uh, I used the vodka, a solution, part of it's 35%, part 40%, and 3,700 cc's. So this is iron palm. And you can see all these herbs in the bottom. So it's a package of herbs, and you open it up, pour it in, and yeah. And then, you're, you know, from time to time, you shake it. This is very uh, interesting. So I did injure my uh, hand, my finger. Actually, it's pretty healed, it's healed now. It's this finger, um, and it just blew up and got really fat, like a huge sausage. And you can imagine injuring it in class at 7.30 p.m. You're wondering, how am I gonna get to sleep with all this pain? And I just poured out a quart of this stuck my hand in the in the jar and the throbbing pain went away and I could go to sleep. Oh, isn't that good? Yeah. So whatever it is you want to do, there's probably an herbal formula that the experts in that field routinely use to offset any discomfort or inconvenience. So I, I realized that my progress with Taekwondo or jujitsu could easily be limited by the level of discomfort I experienced. So now I have no problem with discomfort. All right, so that's that. Now we have, oh. So it's always fun. So as you know, I make um, hibiscus jam, as in jamming with Jen. Jamming with Jen. Which is every jamming with Jen. And so sometimes you just want to have fun. And so, as I was giving away my jam to all these adults, I realized everyone was very kind of, ha ha, yeah, yeah, thank you very much. And, I mean, they liked it, they liked it. But I said, you know what, let me just kick it up a notch. And so I said, how about 
if I take these hibiscus leaves and soak them in vodka. And then once they're done, uh, so I start soaking them on the no moon, drain them off in the full moon, and you can drain them off in the first full moon, which is six weeks away, the second full moon, however far out you want to go. And what I really mean is, if you forget and you don't drain it on the full moon, you have to wait until the next full moon. Gotcha. That's another four weeks. So mark your calendar. Yeah. So, this so that's is, hey, let me excuse me a second. That's when you're taking whatever herb or bean or whatever out of yes, the mixture. Yeah. When you separate, right? you see, there's no herb in here. I see. You just take so it out. So the hibiscus has been removed. So you remove that. That process happens always on the full moon. Okay. And that way, you have the most powerful tincture. So on the full moon, the maximum amount of goodness or compounds are pulled out of the herb and it's in the liquid so mm. that's why you drain it then after the full moon those compounds start moving back into the herb again and then they start moving back out again and it's maximal at full moon so that's when you want to drain it you don't want to start your herbs in the full moon right because that's when uh the herbs are moving are, are stopped maximizing and they're going to start shrinking back in so you've wasted your time and you're off the energy cycle. Gotcha. So to catch the energy cycle properly, you start them on the new moon when things are beginning to pull at their maximum, pull out of the herb to keep pulling, 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 pulling. And then the maximum is full moon, so you can strain it on the full moon, which is a two-week part because no moon and full moon are two weeks apart. And then if you miss that first full moon or you just want a stronger brew, then you go another cycle to the next full moon. After you take the, the of, mixtures uh, out, Jen, uh, on the full uh, moon, does it keep getting stronger and cooking even without the other hard ingredients in there? Does it keep... If once you drain it from the herb, separate from the herb, mm-hmm. it does not get any stronger. Does, stays where it is. No. Mm. Right. But if you leave it uh, with the herb in contact, it does get stronger. And the way it goes is you have full moon and then it dips a bit and then it goes higher on the next full moon dips a bit on the no moon it goes higher on the next full moon and so that's why you don't want to drain or separate it on the no, on the no moon or even in between the moons because the, you know, the energy is going in the wrong direction and it's not maximized so this is hibiscus liqueur and again we have the date on it the date it was made 323 I didn't put a uh, recipe on this because I just packed the jar as full as I could get it and then filled it with vodka. And this is amazing. Uh, my neighbors love it. So I just give it away in little jars. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cindy wants to know where you find these recipes online. There is no recipe, as so I'm trying to explain to her. You simply, because you're making this, mm-hmm. you're not interested in scrimping on anything. So you just pack that jar full of herbs. So if you want a tincture of rosemary, you just pack that jar full of rosemary. Because you're getting it from your rosemary plant out back, and you have a pretty much unlimited supply, you can fill the whole jar. Gotcha. Yeah. The principles of uh, tincture making are in my um, home healers course, where I teach you how to make your own tinctures. Lately, when I look online to find tincture recipes, if interested in whatever, I'm disappointed that they don't tell the reader about the moons. They just say, oh, I can use a tincture, uh, let it run for two to six weeks. Well, why two weeks? Why six weeks? Why not three or seven weeks? And they don't, they don't even 
let the reader know how important that is, that you're starting on the no moon, and the full moon is generally two weeks away from the no moon. So you can't ever get a tincture in less than two weeks. And then the reason is two or six is because you have to go to the next full moon. You don't want to decant it in between because you have a, a weaker or useless tincture. But this is not explained anywhere online anymore. It's like they've censored it out some kind of way. But, but my home healers course is available at vitalitycycles.com. It's a home healers course. It teaches you literally how to be your own doctor and how to fix problems in less time than it takes for the ambulance to arrive. It's great. So where are we at here? <laughs> less um, time it takes the ambulance to arrive. It's great. No, really. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to get My daughter with... called me because she had injured her uh knee she had a crush injury from uh trying to squat lift is that uh, uh too much weight and so the weight transferred down to her knees and crushed uh the knees injuring them and so of course she couldn't walk and so she calls me and says mom what do i do i said elevate the knee alternate hot and cold uh compresses she did that the pain was gone in 15 minutes huh. so it, it's huge it, it, it makes a difference. It spared her, you know, an emergency ambulance ride, which was painful, right? No treatment there. Painful wait in the emergency room. It just shortcut all that, got rid of the pain, and got her back to just feeling good. Oh, that's great. Good job. Okay. This one, this, this is our final one. I think we've got them all. Yeah. This is the bitters. A lot of people say, uh, tell you. Yeah. Uh, been getting emails yeah. about the bitters, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this one, as you can see, it says decant on April 5th. Oops, I missed the full moon, right? So I, could, I can't uh, decant it. And, oh, here, you can see in the bottom. Yeah, there's herbs in the bottom. Now, this is the second decanting, which means the herbs in the bottom are the oranges, orange peels. So I missed the four or five full moon. I've missed the five, the May uh, full moon. So we're going to wait for the June full moon. Well, Dr. Dan is, what are you doing in the meantime? Well, I've been making tinctures for some time, so I have quite the supply. So uh, we're not suffering for lack of this. But you can see just that beautiful color of all the herbs there that uh, went into it. So yeah, uh, again, this recipe is in the Home Healers course as well. Okay. But a lot of people say, oh, so much work. Uh, I don't make all these tinctures in the same day. As you can see, these dates are different. <laughs> you know, April 5th, uh, October, or whatever. So you just make them uh, when you feel like it. You'll say, okay, I think I need a tincture. Check the full moon. <laughs> the full moon calendars are online. They're free. Let's try the no moon. And you circle when the no moon is. Literally, I have a calendar on my fridge where I have all of the full moon circle and the no moons underlined. So if I want to make a tincture, I can just glance at the calendar and say, oh, that's the date I'm going to mix them. And I'll literally sometimes just put them all all the dry stuff together, and then add the vodka on the no moon. So you can do this in stages. You don't have to stress yourself out by saying, oh, i got to get it done today. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a classic uh, bitters recipe that people can find if they just want to jump in real quick and try it? Yeah, there is a classic bitters recipe that I got online, and I doctored it up. Okay. By adding this, adding that, making some adjustments. Yeah. yeah, and the timing and the decanting and coordinating with the moons. So again, like I said, it's really unfortunate that online they don't tell you how to coordinate your tinctures 
with the moons, with different stages of how you're making them. Uh, but again, all of that is in the Home Healers course. And what kind of so herbs are in? Do, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. What I would do is is Google uh, bitters. Bitters is what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, DIY bitters, do-it-yourself bitters. Mm -hmm. what and kind, you'll see some. What kind of herbs are in the Campari? That commercial product you you like? Do we know? Do they tell you? No. no. So what they do now is any commercial bitters that you buy, uh, they are allowed. I don't know why, but they are. The recipe is secret. Secret recipe passed down by generations. Really? None of your business. Interesting. Mm. And that's, a, that's, that's a short story. Mm. I see. Oh, because it's like a, yeah, like a secret. It's like a food. Yeah. And so um, they don't ha apparently have to give you an ingredients list. Because I thought, oh, I'll just get the bottle, read the bottle, and, you know, just get going and shortcut the whole thing. Yeah. Mm. They, don't, they don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess there's some food products they let you get away with that. This must be one of those, huh? Proprietary blend. I think it's alcohol because it's, ah. al it's classified as alcohol. Mm -hmm. Like whiskey, they don't list on the bottle what's in whiskey. They don't, do they? I never thought of that. They don't. No. But you have blended whiskey, which has certain herbs in it. Then you have whiskey, uh, regular whiskey. It's a slightly different um, herb blend and a ratio or a range of ratios. But the exact recipe. Just don't do it. No. So bitters is classified as liquor. In fact, you buy it at the liquor store. Do you, if you're buying bitters, on these kind of tinctures, does it matter before meals, after meals, on empty stomach? Any rules there that we go by? Yes, yes. So if you're using a tincture for medicinal purposes, it's better on an empty stomach. Okay. However, it's better to take it than not take it. Now, what do tinctures do? When I discovered tinctures, it totally radical radicalized healing and simplified it. So the tincture is basically clean your lymphatics. So lymphatic massage, don't need it. Um, juice fasting, nah, don't need it. All these things are super simplified because the bitters get in there and clean out the lymphatics. They increase the bile flow through the liver and they deliver all the toxins to the liver. So because of this, all you really need is the final step, which is where vitality capsules comes in and it gets the stuff out of your out of your body right right but the, the massive cleaning that bitters is capable of um substitutes for elaborate fasting substitutes uh for elaborate massages is great mm -hmm. so for me it's it's really simplified stuff i usually take about half a tablespoon of bitters i try and take them every day but honestly i get about four days, four to six days, I think. After meals or before bitters? Uh, bitters are bitter. They taste really bad. So <laughs> no, <I know. laughs> for me to take the bitters, I have to dilute them. And I generally take them with uh, my gelatin. So gelatin is the uh, protein collagen that makes up your immune system. And so the bitters dissolve that collagen and flush it out of your body with the toxins. And so then you have to replace that with basically clean gelatin, either the animal parts like the ears, hooves, and skin, or you can buy the granulated gelatin to make your own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What fun. You got your so own. With bitters, you're committed. You have to make a corresponding commitment to put back in <clears throat> the building blocks 
for your body to build new healthy tissue because the bitters get rid of your old toxin-filled tissue. What's fun about this, you know exactly what's in there. You don't have to worry about hidden ingredients when you buy stuff, right? Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And again, um, when you're making your own bitters, you can make them at your own pace. And one batch of bitters lasts me anywhere from 6 to 12 months. So we're not talking about a burdensome task here. And, of course, the big investment time is just simply putting on a shelf and ignoring it. Big picture, is the alcohol just using to ferment or does it have medicinal values to get the herbs in the body some way? There is no fermentation involved in this process. There's no ferment. No. In the tincture-making process, uh, the process is an extraction process. You're creating an extract. Um, The liquor is very important because it extracts the active healing ingredients from the plant. Nice. Mm -hmm. So the liquor has that particular... Uh, value. As far as the alcohol content, the higher the alcohol content of the liquor or alcohol, uh, the more powerful the extraction process is. Now, a lot of people have religious, ethical, personal, whatever kind of uh, opinions about using alcohol. So you can use alcohol, vinegar, or water to extract any herb. Hmm. The advantage to alcohol is that it exists it extracts the greatest number of healing compounds and at the same time preserves it. So you're not going to get spoilage. If you use a water extract, you're going to uh, get mold and other kinds of problems with uh, your tincture. Yeah. Whereas if you use um, the highest concentration of alcohol you can buy, in this country it's 40%, in your country it's 191, um, I'm sorry, it's 90%. Yeah. So 191 proof is the highest you can buy in the United States. Yeah. White lightning. (laughs) White lightning. (laughs) But if you use it to make your tinctures, you'll get the most powerful tincture. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some exceptions in the recipe. They'll say, hey, you only need uh, 50% alcohol for this or whatever. But as a general rule, the higher the percentage of alcohol, the more powerful Mm -hmm. tincture. One exception, for example, here is the whiskey for the uh, vanilla. The whiskey gives you a better flavor and gives you optimal results for making vanilla extracts. So there you have it. Use whiskey. Hmm. Um, many of the alternative to alcohol, the ones in the that you buy online and everything, they use vegetable glycerin. I I see that a lot instead of alcohol. I don't know if that, <laughs> it doesn't feel like that would take much stuff no, out. Outside of water, do a man's job. Yeah. <laughs> I always got that feeling because you taste it and it's like, it doesn't taste like anything, you know. Exactly. And your taste buds are the most sensitive chemical analytical device on the planet. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't taste the same, it's not the same. And it should be bitter, right? I mean, if we're doing bitters, it should be really bitter. If you're doing bitters, it's bitter. It's like, whoop. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's bitter. Yeah, if you don't make a face. (laughs) Is bitter (laughs) works the same on... Liver and gallbladder together, Doc? Together? Yeah, that's what bitters do. Bitters mm-hmm. mobilize uh, the fluid. And if you get in the habit of taking bitters regularly, let's say even even two or three times a week, then you're not going to get uh, stagnant flow, which is what causes stones. Ah. Hmm. So you're not going to get stones anywhere, right? So you're dissolving the kidney stones, you're dissolving all the stones all over the body. Yeah. Or keeping, keeping them from forming this. Cool. It's a Monday morning, and it's the fourth Monday. And that's when Dr. Yeah. Jennifer Daniels visits with us. 
So please join us uh, by asking a question or a comment or seek a recipe if you want. Talk uh, her out of it. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com is the email as the phones are still, as they say, it's in the mail. The phone lines are still in the mail. And this is just a patience thing. There's no doubt about it. God's just saying, just be patient. I say, okay. Um, if you would like to get yourself one of the coolest ever, but it's hot, uh, relaxed far infrared saunas, we have a great one. We've been promoting this sauna for, gosh, I don't know, almost 15 years now. And it's really, really, really cool. Um, really, really cool. It's, it's very um, easy to use. There's no um, radio frequencies like, you know, what we call commonly call EMFs. And um, I think you'll like it. It's $1,295. You just set it in a corner there. Just set it in a corner. And, um, and um, you zip it up with your head is out. And it'll get up to about 150 degrees and you'll sweat like there's no tomorrow. But there's always a tomorrow. Here's physicist, biologist, chemist, Dr. Gerald Pollack on far infrared saunas. Infrared uh, energy is what builds this fourth phase of water. And the idea of a sauna, you know, you go in and you sweat and you, you receive this infrared energy and you feel great after you, uh, after you come out. I felt uh, the same and so have so many people. And most of us think, well, you know, it's just uh, some sort of psychological issue and it, 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 it might be. However... Experimentally, we know that infrared energy builds the fourth phase. Your cells should be or should be filled with this fourth phase, but uh, but you know we're, we tend to be somewhat dehydrated uh, and missing some of this this fourth phase. And so, what happens is if you subject yourself to infrared, the infrared is absorbed by your body, absorbed by your cells, and it converts ordinary water to fourth phase water and then you feel better how cool is that structuring the water in your body with the relax far infrared sauna that's pretty cool patrick oh we have it on sale we have it on sale every day we do i know it's an old worn out phrase but it's called everyday low price and uh, it really is and it's one thousand two hundred and ninety five dollars so if you want to get one the only way to do it is to email moi your congenial congenial host Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com and we'll hook you up. Just tell me where you live, uh, anywhere in the world. We'll ship them out in the United States. Uh, it's just 1295 is the delivered price. And uh, there you go. And we'll ship them all over the place. All over the place. We've been using, working with the hydrogen technology for a, in a couple months, it'll be four years. And uh, it's very exciting stuff. You can breathe the gas and drink the water. The machine we have now will make two quarts first thing in the morning in 30, 30 minutes. You drink those puppies up and you got half your water supply at least, which hydrogen water, which is all structured up and is very powerful. And then you breathe the gas. And this is a food, so you can eat less food and just do the hydrogen and you'll not lose weight. I mean, it's a real deal. Check it out. It's a wonderful uh, machine. It's called Holy Hydrogen. It's the purest um, food-grade hydrogen that we know of that's available in a machine. And this one is made in Japan. And these folks really know what they're doing when it comes to uh, 
um, hydrogen. They're the most uh, advanced country when it comes to hydrogen, Japan. They have some uh, hospitals and um, hospitals and ambulances that actually use hydrogen in there to help people from uh, you know, just had a stroke or something like that. It's a great machine. Use promo code one radio. Use promo code one radio and on oneradionetwork.com and you get this machine and they'll finance it too, which is pretty cool. Very cool that they'll finance this over a year if you want to do it over a year. And very easy. Just put in your little social, boom, you got it. No problems. Write on our website and email me if you have questions about it. People email questions all the time. One of the fun and easy things we do with this Pearlseum product is brush our teeth with it. But as we look deeper into this product, taking it internally is really kind of magical. Calcium metabolism basically affects the whole metabolism and also your whole energetic systems. Literally, the calcium is the powerhouse for our energy, and it also carries the energy everywhere. So whatever we do, you know, either thinking um, or doing any work, it's all, you know, calcium is a carrier to put, you know, get the energy over there. And, and recently, we had a Professor Paul on our show on the electromagnetic fields, and he explained very clearly how these things were interfering with the proper calcium getting into the, the cells. That's that's fascinating. Yeah. I completely agree with his um, uh, his research because everything is actually a field, you know, vibrational field. Even our body is a field. And also pearl can really, you know, really alter the whole vibrational field because it has this crystalline structure. And this crystalline structure carries the most positive energy and also information and matter. And so when it gets into the body, um, it is com- changed the completely vibrational field. So it can heal us at a very deep level. Well, Dr. Ruland Shu, we love the sound of that. Heal us at a deep level. Why not give it a try? Click on the front page of OneRadioNetwork.com. You'll see the ad, green container, Pearlseum, OneRadioNetwork.com. That's right. Get the container, and then you can also do the capsules. If you want to take it internally and uh, brush your teeth with it, your teeth will never, never look better. And uh, you don't have to mess around with toothpaste. Toothpaste has a couple ingredients that you don't want, which should be fluoride and also glycerin, which has been shown to uh, inhibit the body's ability to remineralize glycerin. And it's in every toothpaste out there, which is pretty strange, but don't get me started. So there you go. Know the source on one radio network. Jen, about 25 years ago, I interviewed a Dr. Jared Judd, J-U-D-D, and he taught mm-hmm. uh, in he taught in dental school. Yeah, and he wrote this book, and it was all about toothpaste and how bad it was. This is 25 years yeah. ago, and glycerin. He said, and he's got graphs. He shows that glycerin inhibits the body's ability to remineralize, and it's in almost every toothpaste on the planet. Isn't that, exactly. Isn't that amazing that these guys, you know, they they, they engineered it so you need dentists, you know? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. It's always something, baby. What were you doing there during the commercial? I was watching you on camera. You were stretching and moving and grooving. Oh, working on my splits, yeah. Yeah. 
to me, that's amazing that you you can go all the way out, right? Your your feet can go all the way out. That's yeah, for the left left and right splits, but for the middle splits, not quite. Oh, so the left and right it goes this way, and then you then you the left and right is left foot front, back foot back. That's called a left okay split. Wow. So the right split is the right foot front and the left foot back. So those both I can do. All the way That's down. crazy. But the center one with the go out to the side. I'm still working on that. And w- are you doing hamstrings mm-hmm. generally? That's what's stretching hamstrings with that, or the entire leg? No, right? no. It's the it, so the hamstrings. I've already stretched those enough to do the splits where one leg is forward and one leg is back. So mm-hmm. that needs a lot of hamstring flexibility. But for the center splits, it's the inner uh, thigh muscles. Wow not the hamstring muscles. And what's the advantage of getting all that flexibility? What's the advantage other than doing it? You prevent falls. You prevent falls. Mm. So what will happen, a lot of times people, older people fall, it's because they can't move their leg quickly to put it under where their weight is. So when you fall, your weight shifts. And if you don't have the flexibility to shift your leg, when your weight shifts, then you fall over. Mm. That's cool. Okay, let's do some questions. You ready? Yeah. Well, and if you get nine out of ten right, you'll win a prize. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you win the prize. Um, what can a person do to recover from severe case of malabsorption where cooked vegetables and grains cause sharp pain and inflammation and the body only seems to extract a minor amount of nutrition from raw fruits and lightly cooked, mostly raw red meat. The condition is causing a large amount of hair loss, decline in visual acuity, and inability to maintain lean muscle masses. So he's figured out that he's malabsorbing. Hmm. So what's his question? Well, he just, I thought he said he was he was already improving it, or does he want me to help him get better? Or he wants to help me get better, yeah. He, he said he's okay. not absorbing. All right, All right. so... Uh, Yes, he's not absorbing. However, malabsorption is not his problem. Oh. So if he focuses on fixing the absorption, he'll never get anywhere. He'll just buy more and more expensive supplements and, you know, it'll get worse and worse. So what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? So the real problem is connective tissue. Every single symptom he's described is a connective tissue deficiency. His hair is falling out because it doesn't have enough gelatin to make the follicle. The follicle is that a white bulb at the end, you know, if you pull mm-hmm. a hair out, you'll see there's a thick thing at the end. That's pure gelatin. And he doesn't have enough of it. So his body says, okay, no more hair for you. Um, that gelatin is uh, what holds the eyeball together. So that's why his vision is failing. And so on. And mm. uh, the gelatin, the lining of the stomach is actually, well, stomach and intestines, is pretty thick. It's about a quarter of an inch thick. And it's all gelatin. And so what's happening is that layer is thinning out, thinning out, thinning out, so it can't do its job. It can't digest and it can't absorb. So he's thinking, ah, oh, I need to get some digestive enzymes, I need to absorb this, I need to put it in this, no, 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 no. You need to fix your gelatin deficiency. Judging from his question, uh, I think he's a city slicker. So we have to give him a city slicker answer. <laughs> <laughs> So you can buy um, a three-pound bucket. Literally, you're going to need a lot. A three-pound bucket of gelatin. Um, my favorite is now because it's economical and it works. 
And that is literally um, the connective tissue and collagen from beef skin. Hmm. And he can experiment with what concentration he can handle. Like maybe he needs to take an ounce of gelatin and it has to be dissolved in one cup of water, two cups of water, three cups of water, whatever. So that's one way of doing it. Another way is you can buy uh, the beef bones. Let me recommend not the marrow bones, but the red bones. Red bones come from the spine. So uh, those bones, you just boil, boil it until everything falls off the bone. And you drink the broth which is your gelatin and all that rubbery stuff in there that's a good stuff start right? eating mm -hmm. so yeah. and so he's got to eat it any way he can anyway. he can blend it up and drink it he can mix it with this mix it with that start with small amounts and build up doesn't matter as far as flavoring whatever his favorite spices that he's able to tolerate that's what you put up what's the brand we used to like do you still like that brand that you would recommend what's the name of that one um, Great Lakes. Great Lakes. But is that no, good? No, not. I mean, it's, it's, it's okay. good, but uh, is that necessary? Not really. So what you really want is just pure, minimally processed gelatin. So the stuff they tell you that they're going to hydrolyze your gelatin for you, no. Oh. And so really, you're better off not even buying gelatin, just buying the bones and boiling them and having the stuff fall off of them and eating it. But this guy does not seem like that type. Just yeah. So if one wanted to add some kind of a pure gelatin to the bones, if they can't get them often or whatever, um, do you know a brand name that is a better option than Great Lakes? It's not better. Uh, so a lot of things in life, you have a level that's called sufficient or good enough. And mm -hmm. anything beyond that is just no additional benefit. Okay. Are you understanding me? Okay. Yes, sir. So would Great Lakes be adequate? Yes. But you want to get just their plain gelatin. They do sell the hydrolyzed at a higher price with more marketing, but don't get it. Just gelatin. They do also sell beef or pork. Uh, this guy, is, it sounds like he's got a pretty severe problem. So I would say maybe he should go for the beef. Oh, so if you, the best choice is a non-hydrolyzed gelatin, if I'm understanding you. Right, okay, right. non-hydrolyzed. Okay, all right. And then that would be a one-two punch if you can get the bones themselves, the ribs and all that, and then and then do the powder if you wanted well, to. Well, if right? he could get the stuff and boil it That's and it. eat it, he's going to get a much broader product with many types of uh, gelatin, and he's going to get more benefit. So, but he might not be interested in pressure cooking for two hours and pulling the bones out. It just it just sounds like that might not be his speed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, here's Dean. I just bought my first bottle of Campari bitters. And what is the doctor's recommendation, dosage, and frequency for this bitters? I've been drinking an ounce mixed with five ounces of, of cola. Of cola? <laughs> is this too much? <laughs> He's drinking cola. Huh? Yeah, that's an overdose. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot, right? That's a lot, huh? That's a lot. I, I generally recommend not going over a tablespoon a day. So she's at one ounce, which is two tablespoons a day. Okay. So I would definitely at least say back off to a tablespoon a day. Mm -hmm. So if she's already at that, at an ounce, if she's tolerating it, still standing, you know, typing in a good mood, then I would say cut back to a tablespoon while it's, uh, things are still okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this works on, again, liver, gallbladder kind of things, right? Liver, gallbladder. 
the whole lymphatic system all the way down to your toes wow. and clears out all that gunky stuff. If you've got those middle-aged fat lady ankles, you'll see them slim right up. <laughs> it's amazing. From the motion picture, fat lady ankles. There you go. That, that's <laughs> funny. Okay, for the last two weeks, John, who's in Baltimore, has been dizzy, nervous, with vomiting and sweats at first. It only lasted for two or three minutes in per episode. Now I have been dizzy for two days straight. I suspect I have an inner ear issue. Ginger, ginger tea, ginger chews have helped a little bit using the seasick sea patches behind my ear. Yeah, we can just stop right now. Okay. So there's something to change in his life abruptly that he's apparently not not observed. He's just gone right by him. There's been some change. And those patches, the seasick patches behind your ear are Benadryl. And they cause dizziness. They're Benadryl? And, wow. Yeah. So when I say dizziness, I mean you're going to get up and fall down because it makes you weak and tired and sleepy. So dizziness where the room spins, it might get rid of that dizziness. But now you have the other dizziness, which is increased fall hazard. So those are not generally uh, a good idea. So the question is, what is his problem? Now, he started off by saying that he got sweats. And did he throw up or something or nauseated? He had a lot of symptoms that were not inner ear symptoms, not, not eighth cranial nerve symptoms. So I think he's kind of going in the wrong direction here. Uh, what I would do is stop Sorry, using the patches. Sorry, I was turning on the light and was off the mic. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> stop using the patches. Maybe try um, activated charcoal pills uh, three once or twice a day. Make sure he's having bowel movements. We didn't get the information whether he's overweight, underweight, or just about right. Yeah, he didn't say. Uh, yeah, he didn't say. So a lot of people who are either underweight or who are stressing their body with maybe an increased exercise program or something like that, they will get these types of problems. So there's some increased stress added to his life. I don't know what it is, but there's a stress there. However, uh, the activated charcoal at least will pull the toxins out of his intestines that could be contributing to it. With the activated charcoal, you have to be very careful to make sure you're pooping three times a day because the charcoal could get stuck in there and cause problems. You don't want that. Uh, I would start with the activated charcoal. I would definitely stop the uh, vertigo patches. And then the next question is, you know, what, what is his stress? Is he following some type of diet that is short in a particular nutrient? He's reached a critical uh, thing for that. If that's the case, then two tablespoons of black strep molasses uh, in uh, a cup or quart of water every day would do it. Another thing that could cause a problem he's having is dehydration. So he should check to see that he's drinking enough water. You know, his body in pounds divided by two, and maybe that number of ounces would be a, something to shoot for. So we don't have a lot to go on here, but um, I can pretty sure from the way he describes the onset, it's not the eighth nerve, it's not his ear. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. It may become his ear if he keeps using these patches, but right now, <laughs> Benadryl. It, it, that's wow. not how it started. What does Benadryl do? It's supposed to help you get not seasick. It causes Alzheimer's. It, um, yes, it, yeah, it gets rid of motion sickness and all this nausea and you know dizziness thing. But side effect: dizziness, sleepiness, Alzheimer's. It has a list of side effects. It's pretty hazardous. Wow. Many years ago, I was in Hawaii 
with a bunch of friends years ago. Man, I got so seasick kind of thing, and I got uh, hesitant to even go out on another boat. You know, I don't know if you've ever been seasick, but it's the worst. I mean, it's like, oh my God. It's like, oh, and you think about, you know, you think about the slave, you hear the stories where they put these people in the, in the bottom of a ship, right? Which is the worst mm-hmm. place, the worst place, right? Because you're under the water. And they go across the ocean, and oh my God. Anyway, um, it was, I think about that, and I go, go. But you know what really helped? It was just, all I could get my hands on was ginger. And it, it really oh, yeah, it really helped. Yeah, it really helped. Somebody yeah. told me, he said, try some ginger. But the fact that this guy said he tried ginger, and it helped yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He's got a bigger problem than ginger. Yeah, I know. I wonder what ginger does for the tummy like that. It's, it's weird. Interesting. Here's an email from Lily. She's 55. She lives in San Diego. And I want to know Dr. Daniel's opinion on breakfast. You get all these ideas. Skip breakfast and... You skip know. it. Skip it. That's my idea. That's your idea? Skip it. Drink water instead. That's my idea of breakfast. Really? Mm-hmm. Does she give any other information? No, like that's she right. She just wants to know your theory. You hear all these theories about, you know... Skip it. Uh, I would say your best breakfast is a couple glasses of water. If you feel like you need more than that, you know, maybe a piece of fruit, uh, bacon and eggs, you know, but definitely if you can skip breakfast, that's the best meal to skip. And why why is it good for us? Because in case your body needs more time to digest the food from the previous day, Mm -hmm. it has that time to digest that food, fully give you the nutrients, and to detoxify. And... Um, eating breakfast is the number one cause of indigestion, ulcers, upset, stomach, and digestive issues. Is that right? No kidding. Yeah. I subscribe to this channel, and here's this guy who teaches anatomy at a university. He's really cool. And what he does is he, he has cadavers, and he cuts them apart, and you show how everything is is put together. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. I really am to it. I've seen how the kidney and what it looks like, and he cuts it open, you know. And uh, and the other day he did testicles, right? He did testicles and show you how the how the little things make more spermies and what happens to. Really cool stuff. I mean, if you ever want to look at the body, it's very interesting. Well, I think the biggest problem with people and their health is their lack of knowledge and understanding of their body. Yeah. And many people mistake normal proper proper bodily functions for disease uh. and so yeah so what we really have going on in many cases is something called hypochondria people are not aware that that's what it is because they don't understand how the body works and then the medical then you know professionals of whatever strike jump in and say yes 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 of course here take my whatever <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah i found it comforting to look at these organs and say well that's interesting you know it could mm-hmm. And it's going to be good to have this. It's fascinating how it's all put together. Wow, man. You look at all the things your organs do on their own, and you're yeah. like, whoa. Whoa. One pill is not going to no. fix this. <laughs> no. Or do better than this. Hmm. Sonia wants to know, thanks for having Dr. Daniels on. You're welcome. What causes seasonal allergies? Why do some people get them and others don't? What can be? What can I do about them? So seasonal allergies are caused by people who have basically a weak liver. Weak liver. And, um, right. So as your body goes through the seasons, as it enters spring, as it enters fall, uh, the liver 
has the chore of detoxifying more things and the liver basically cannot handle it. So the weak liver. So how do you strengthen your liver? You can strengthen it by taking milk thistle, increasing your water, increasing your bowel movements. That's you know fundamentally the easiest way to go. And then give your liver less work to do. Don't eat food that has an ingredients label on it with more than one ingredient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't need to. You don't need to learn the meaning of all those big words. Just eat <laughs> simple stuff. So, you know, cook at home. Uh, use simple one-ingredient things that you put in the pot yourself. Take some milk thistle, increase your water, and increase your poop three times a day. And um, I cured bee sting allergies with that simple recipe. Is that right? Hmm. Yeah. Here is our second question. She's got a couple here. How should we use strong water orange bitters and how long for the liver cleanse does it contain alcohol? Never heard this one. Do you know strong water orange bitters? Yeah, I've recommended it on oh, this okay. uh, show a few times. Okay, no, that's, where, <laughs> that's where she heard it. Okay. <laughs> so I recommend dosing it a quarter teaspoon and a cup of water two or three times a day and building up to a total of one tablespoon a day. Uh, on your way to one tablespoon, you may find um, that you have uh, mucus coming out of your nose, your mouth, and all kinds of places. And if that happens, when that happens, then stop the bitters until it clears, and you can resume the bitters at whatever dose it was that you stopped. Um, I take bitters four or five times a week. I take it continually because I stress my liver quite a bit by doing uh, martial arts and really uh, strenuous activity with a lot of cell breakdown and stuff. Hmm. So you can kind of figure out your lifestyle and how often you want to take bitters. Uh, when you're taking bitters, because they dissolve the connective tissue and collagen in the lymphatic system, at removing all these toxins, you've got to have a uh, gelatin source in your diet. And that gelatin source can be, well, gelatin. Like we about, when yeah. I say gelatin, I mean gelatin. I don't mean jello because jello has got a lot of sugar and other things. In it. Yeah. So we're talking about gelatin. J-E-L-L-O. I think that answers her question. How did those I think it does. She's got one more here. Um, should we take glutathione or NAC supplements and for how long, how much? I would not. I don't take glutathione. Okay. I don't take it. I don't recommend it. It's a waste. I, I think it's a waste of time. It's redundant. I do take NAC. I do recommend that. Um, NAC has incredible benefits in mental sharpness, disposition, um, even if you want to call it a happiness herb, NAC is it. Literally, you can get euphoric if you're not careful. NAC? So the NAC dose is somewhere between a quarter teaspoon and a teaspoon a day. And you can take it every day or several times a week. But again, your liver care plan, I think, should be a daily, day in, day out plan. It's not something you do for 10 days and, okay, we're done. Um, so she can figure out, start taking a NAC every day, and she can decide, okay, you know, I think I just, I feel best when I take this three days in a row out the week, and that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So you can really tailor it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've heard or read that the liver is really not taking st- and leaving the yuck stuff in there, correct? So we can eat cow liver or something, and we're okay. Is that correct? The liver of cows are not getting toxic. And it- no, the person's giving you um, 
inaccurate, irrelevant information. No, I'm just asking for myself. You know, I, I, I'm trying to explain to you. I'm trying okay. to make it make sense of it for you. Okay. The cows are killed at such a young age, the livers are not congested. Oh. So they don't permit cows to live more than two years before they slaughter them in the United States. Is that right? Well, hmm. Right. Yeah, so I really looked into this because I was like, well, wait, wait, wait. I don't know <laughs> why I eat this liver. Right? But if you're worried about that, you can take your organic raw milk and soak your liver, slice liver in it. I put it in a Ziploc bag and just leave it in the fridge overnight and then rinse rinse the milk out and you know cook it from there. No and kidding. you basically detoxify the liver. Yeah. Plus, you can get calves liver. You can do that. They have that. It's very hard to get. It's yeah. very expensive. Yeah, and it's not a big supply. But. We have a 50-year-old, 58-year-old lady who broke her hip, and bars were put in a month ago. Bars, I guess. Whatever. They, um, they're called rods. rods. Yeah, but basically a metal tube. Mm-hmm. Can you recommend something to keep hip healthy going forward? Okay, so what she should understand is her bones are weak and brittle, and they broke. Okay, got that. They put a rod in, the bones the rod is attached to are going to break because they're still weak and brittle. And that's why she's right again. Hi, how can I make it stronger? Super simple, just uh, bone broth. And again, you want to eat all that connected material that falls off the bones to make your bone broth. Mm-hmm. Another thing that she can eat is she can eat bone marrow. That's amazing stuff. Yeah. And between the bone broth and the bone marrow, it'll strengthen the bone. So we can use the bone marrow bones for the bone broth, right? Because you're getting all the marrow. Uh, uh, no? It's a waste of good... Uh, marrow? Yeah. Mm. So the marrow has a, has, a, has a kind of a spooky texture. Yeah. And you put it in your bone broth, it's like... Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, I would not recommend that. I'd recommend just buying the bones and they'll cut them down the center for you and you can roast them. And then you take that roasted bone marrow, scoop it out with a spoon, slather it on some toast, salt, pepper, rosemary if you like, and eat it. It's called the butter of the gods. It's very tasty. Butter of the gods. I give my girl here, Doodle, who's lying next to me, uh, the bone marrow bones a lot, and she'll do whatever it takes to get that marrow out of those bones, baby. She'll just work on it. I can't hear you. You got something going on there. My neighbors decided to do some lawn work. Let's see here. Let's try it now. All right. I, yeah. I was saying that I watch my dog go after this bone marrow bones. and she'll oh, do, yeah. She'll do whatever it takes to get that marrow out of it, no matter how long exactly. it takes, right? So she knows, right? She knows. Yes, exactly. Are you having trouble hearing or something? I hear something. That... Yeah, because of the loud background noise. So now I'm hearing you better. You hear me okay now? Yes. Cool. Okay. This is from Liz in Portland, Oregon. I have been taking five extra strength vitality capsules every day for over a year. Whew. And magnesium citrate, 400 milligrams. I've had slow uh, gut motility for over five years. So I needed some water here. That was tea. So she got slow motility. Right. I, I have even taken three to four hours for a one quarter cup of castor oil to work with drinking one quart of water before 
one quart after taking the castor oil. Do I understand that? Sorry. Um, how can I get my gut to have function normally again and reduce dependence on vitality capsules? It even takes three to four hours for one quarter cup castor oil to work with drinking one quart of water. Wow. So she's saying it's a quarter cup of castor oil is taking a long time, three to yes, four hours? Yes, right. So let's, uh, let's just answer her question. Okay. Her question, she's got a problem with hydration, diet, or exercise. So she's got to check her water and make sure she's drinking enough water every day. Okay, check that box. And not just drinking water when you take castor oil. So you have to drink water every day. Then she's got to eat things like lots of uh, cucumber, raw cucumber, raw or cooked celery will work. And that will create a situation in her intestines where the stuff that's in there will flow through easier. So her problem is the lubrication of her intestines. And so she needs more water and more, um, as I say, water-rich vegetables, like raw tomatoes, raw cucumber, raw celery, although celery works great when you cook it, even when it's cooked. And then finally, exercise, things like walking upstairs, and downstairs. That uh, those are two exercises that really uh, help a lot. Later on in her email, she says, "I drink three quarts of water um, per day. Um, I take turpentine five days a week." Mm, so. Did we have a weight on her? How much? Weight? No, she doesn't say. No. <clears throat> so if she's drinking. Let's just say her weight and her water intake are appropriately matched. So the next thing is for her to do the celery and the cucumber. Okay. Okay, baby. I'm with you. Please ask Dr. Daniels from Kate about pregnancy illness or morning sickness. What's the cause and how to prevent it? Also, should women feel good while pregnant or is it normal to feel terrible often? <laughs> Lastly, how long should a baby be breastfed? Oh, I love you both. We love you too. So she's pregnant, not feeling spicy. Is that normal, not to feel good? So I've had three pregnancies and three children. I felt absolutely fantastic throughout all the pregnancies. Mm. <laughs> mm. I only threw up once during the first pregnancy and once during the second pregnancy. What happened? What went wrong? What causes this puking? Not enough water and not enough food. So the cure is literally, if you're not puking, you should be eating. Do not wait to get hungry to eat. That's bad. Just eat. So when you're pregnant, you eat whether you're hungry or not. And then when you go to bed, you put a plate, a full dinner plate full of food by the bedside. And if you open your eyelids, you take a few spoons of food. <laughs> that plate of food should be empty by morning. Really? Wow. Yes. Wow. So um, the amount of food you eat when you're pregnant is just so much more than what yeah. you think is even reasonable. Mm -hmm. And you definitely cannot wait until you're hungry. If you wait until you're hungry to eat while you're pregnant, you're going to get morning sickness. And you're going to be puking all the time, and it's going to be miserable. So don't do that. So my pregnancies, I ate early and often, and I gained 56 pounds for each pregnancy. 56? It was amazing. Wow. 56. And the my doctors, of course, said, oh, no, you're always getting 40. I said, oh, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. And what did the baby's <laughs> weight average, seven, eight, Seven, eight, nine pounds? Uh, one was seven pounds, 14. One was eight pounds, 14. One was nine pounds, 
56 pounds you gained. 56 pounds. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. And a lot of women, like I was not married at the time I had my kids. My kids were all test two babies. So a lot of women, they're worried if they gain too much weight. Will my husband still love me? Uh, if I gain too much weight, will the doctor yell at me? Yes, he will, but he doesn't count. So, <laughs> he doesn't uh, count. <laughs> yeah. he doesn't. And then your husband, uh, you're shot. you may be surprised when husbands really give you a lot of slack. And they're so excited to have the baby that they're like, okay, fine, you gained a few pounds. No, so, well, yeah, whatever. Yeah. We're good. My mom used to use, uh, she said she would use olive oil on her stomach and she never got stretch marks from that, she told me. And she had seven kids. Yeah, you can put olive oil on your stomach. But again, um, first things first, get the food in. Yeah. And if you have any extra time where you're not shoveling it in your mouth, this put some olive oil in your belly. You know, it's really <laughs> funny you say that because I can remember my grandma, Dr. D, and she was always feeding my mom, right? You know, it was yeah. always giving She knew that you should just keep eating. She would bring her food and, yeah. you know, she would, whatever, you know, she'd, crazy, just eat, just eat. She knew. You know, that's funny. Um, all right. Oh, speaking of food, CJ said, what's the best way to cure anemia in a nine-month-old? Oh, nine-month-old that eats solids and is still breastfeeding. I wonder how she knows her baby's anemic. She probably goes to the doctor. Uh, so the doctor caused the anemia when he cut the umbilical cord too soon. So the baby literally lost 20% of his blood volume because the cord was clamped early on. So that's why your nine-month-old is anemic. The next reason your nine-month-old is anemic is because you are not eating liver. <laughs> Eat so your liver. doctor will give you iron drops to give the baby, which will give the baby abdominal pain and colic. And that'll ruin your quality of life. So hmm. the best way is for you to start eating lots of prunes and lots of liver. And the baby will stop being anemic. What's the prunes? What are doing the prunes doing? They have lots of iron. Iron, oh. They're very high. And what's this about the umbilical cord? And what did the doctor do, in your opinion, possibly? The standard of care is when the baby baby comes out to clamp the cord immediately. If you don't clamp the cord, if you wait like half an hour, then a large amount of blood leaves the placenta and goes into the baby. Ah. And the baby then has that blood. So when he grows rapidly in the first uh, year of life, which he will, who will not become anemic. Interesting. And so literally the standard of care is to deprive every baby of that head start. And that's why they say, oh, come to the well baby clinic visits and we'll check and see if your kid is anemic because we caused it at birth. We know it's going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's interesting. So, but literally leaving yeah. the cord on there, all the blood from the placenta goes in and, and keeps the kid juiced up for half an hour, an hour or whatever. Hmm? No, it keeps him juiced up for a year. Oh, that's, that's what I mean. Extra but you, blood yeah. so that as he grows, he doesn't outgrow his blood supply, wow. which is what's called anemia. Yeah. Hmm. And you can leave that for an hour or two before you cut it, if you want? Leave it for 24 hours, but I just said 20 minutes is good. Yeah, wow, fascinating. Do they teach you that at, at um, no. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call the... What do they call the ladies that come to the home? What do they call these ladies? Um, midwives. Midwives. Do they, do they teach so back then, midwives then? Yes, I learned, I learned it from midwives. Hmm. So back in the old days, say my, my grandmother, who lived to be 100, when she was having kids, they understood that having a kid was just about as complicated as a bowel movement. So whenever it looked like you know, you're in labor, you call your girlfriends over, 
and they all just sat and chatted and cooked food for you, you sat there and ate, had a good time, and the baby came out. Yeah. And all the ladies who showed up were called midwives. Oh, midwives. Right. That's why everybody was a midwife back then. Interesting. I could not figure this out. I was like, what do you mean you're a midwife? That Didn't is... they have special training? No. That's so cool. <laughs> That's great. The doctor used to come to my our house, and when we were kids, we would always think that the doctor brought the baby in his black bag. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. Yeah. Do you believe doctors but actually? All of my friends show up and just cook for her. They chit chat. Then there's a baby. You're like, uh, the baby did not come in the in the in the uh, casserole pan. What happened here? <laughs> what happened? Do you believe the doctors actually would used to come to the house? This was in the fifties. They would come. Yes, but again in the 1930s and 1910s when my grandmother was having kids, you didn't even call the doctor. You didn't call. You your friends, they yeah. all showed up, yeah, this person cooked, that one kind of cleaned up, and this one handed you food, and everyone just had a good time. That's funny. And they, those docs slowly crept into our lives, didn't they, little bit by bit. And now, a healthy baby, vaginal birth, $16,000. Is that right? Six, oh, well, last time I checked, which was five years ago, right? Sure, $16,000? Normal vaginal birth in the hospital, stay two days, go home in the morning, yeah. Wow. What a trip. But you look at this young couple. You're going to wipe them out, right? They yeah. have three kids. They're, they're like, we're done. Whew. Vasectomy, cut the tubes, whatever we got to do. <laughs> I don't do this anymore. When they could have just had a, a $50 or even a $0 potluck, right? A few girlfriends come over and bam, you're done. <laughs> Marsha, um, oh, I cannot find a way to buy Doctors Daniel's Vitality's capsules. Do you have a link? Well, you're probably just yes. not going to the wrong site. Tell them where to go. VitalityCycles.com. There you go. There you go. VitalityCycles.com. Absolutely. Yep. So you're just looking in the wrong place. That's right. Yep. Okay. So let's see what we got here. This one is from Abby. She's in London. Oh, hello, Abby. Oh, nice. Hello. Hello. Oh, what can I do to reduce my heavy periods? I've had heavy periods since I was a preteen, and I'm now in my, my 20s. I use a cup to measure my flow, and the highest was over 300 milliliters. Also, I have a strong pains, difficult, sleepy... Difficult sleeping, bloating, and low appetite on my period. These are a couple different problems. Let's just solve the heavy flow. We can solve that. Super Let's get quick. to the heavy flow quick, yeah, because you got so more. So I used I think. to think that heavy flow was caused by toxins in the blood, and so your body would dump more blood to get rid of the toxins between periods. It's part of it, and her bloating and other symptoms kind of go along with that. But there's a quicker shortcut. So it turns out uh, another part of the reason for this heavy flow is simply weak, uh, brittle blood vessels that don't uh, close off like they're supposed to. So what's supposed to happen when you're period is the lining of your uterus, which is basically connective tissue or collagen, um, gets ejected and your body makes a new lining. If you don't have enough connective tissue, the process of making a new lining is not very efficient, and you get heavy bleeding. So this lady needs to, again, add connective tissue to her diet. You know, she can eat chicken feet, she can eat pig feet, she can eat pig ears, uh, cow feet. Those are just some... Uh, connective tissue. Oh. 
connective tissue. So that's the heavy bleeding part. Well, now we know she's got a toxicity issue because she's got the bloating and the other symptoms. And so for that, she needs to have three bowel movements a day, every day of the month. So when the next period comes around, there's fewer toxins, less bloating. And then what she will find, if she keeps up with this, is pretty soon she will have a period and the only hint of the period is she'll look and see, oh, there's blood. There won't be cramping, there won't be bloating, there won't be any kind of other uh, unwanted signs. She said she was prescribed tranexaminic T-R-A-N-E-X-A-M-I-C. Uh, so I guess it didn't work? Uh, yeah, stop it. It's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, she said, I reacted horribly. Lots of pain. It's not, yeah, don't do It's that. not going to work. So I stopped taking those drugs after a few months and no longer take pharmaceutical drugs. She's been taking Vitex Agnes Castus herbal capsules. Do you know those? Yeah. So I tried those back in the 90s Did you? Uh, for my patients. Didn't do and it, it huh? just didn't really, yeah, just mm. didn't She does eat some liver and other greens, and I garden. So Again, she's just uh, missing, right? Yeah, miss- where's the collagen? Yeah, where's- <laughs> she just, she's not doing anything relevant to her problem. Now, so we told her what to do, and none of the stuff she's doing is relevant, and that's why she hasn't been getting results. And collagen is separate and succinct from connective tissue, correct? Meats? No, it's the same thing, but same there's thing. not that much of it or enough of it in the liver. Okay, gotcha. What would Dr. Daniel suggest for dry eyes and gel-like floaters? I use 15% MSM eye drops, castor oil at night, sunning, burning, or warm compresses, and but She's also got... She's do a, not send a boy to do a man's job. Oh. Yeah. So what would I recommend? Let me see if I have it sitting there. I don't know which bucket it is in. But you need to get an eye cup and fill it with uh, 3% salt water and put it in your eyes, tip your eyes back, blink, 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 blink. And literally, that's like 100 drops of water in each eye, right? So I don't care how many eye drops you get, it's, you're not going to ever get enough to hide. The problem is you're not hydrating your eyes. Your eyes are dry because, well, they're dry. So if you hydrate them by filling these eye cups with salt water, putting them above the eyes, and literally for a minute, just blink, blink, blink. And a 3% salt solution is actually very comfortable. Mm. And so what you're going to find is your eyes will no longer be dry. You're not going to have any eye pain. You have total comfort. Here's a lady who uh, you worked with her on Vertigo. She said it's 95% better. I just feel a little... That's good. She says, thank you for that. She has a quick question. Oh, back to the eyes. She has a vein, vein, I can say that, vein occlusium in my right eye. Plus I have floaters and I don't want any more injections. I'm trying to ginger tea wash to see if it will maybe help, but I notice that after I do it, the next morning, my eyes are filled with pus, like a substance that is, is that Keep normal? Keep doing it. Okay. It's the pus that's causing the vein occlusion. And so as the pus comes out, it's, it'll clear your eye and heal it up. So keep doing the ginger and you want that pus to keep coming out, coming out, coming out, and your eyes will be just wonderful. 
Oh, that's so cool. Isn't that great? So the pus is going to come out. The occlusion is the pus. Oh, the, oh, it is the pus. And the ginger is bringing it out of her eyeballs. Hello, Patrick. Dr. Daniels from Cindy. I've been using Vitality Capsules for almost two years now, and I have your home healers course. I have not great. been able to rid myself arthritis in my hands. I drink lots of water, been eating chicken feet and pig's feet. Anything else I can do? How much turpentine are you taking? She, she's not, or she didn't mention if she is. <laughs> it's always something with you. It's always something. Yeah, the turpentine, I tell you, that really gets rid of the arthritis. It can give some fancy crochet work, I tell you. So uh, she needs to take turpentine. The other thing she can do is take Vicks Vapor Rub, literally, and just rub it on her hands. Oh. And that will get the uh, crud and junk out of her joints. The other problem she's having, it sounds like, is she's eating too much connective tissue and not enough vegetables. So I was doing that for a while, and I found just simply adding a large cooked carrot a day, bam, everything cleared up. So try the large cooked carrot. Hmm. Uh, it's easy to toss it in the pot as the uh, connective tissue is cooking. And if that doesn't do it, then continue the carrot because you do need the vegetables to go with the connective tissue. But start the uh, turpentine. Andrew is 38, and he's got a little abscess tooth going that's draining, mm. draining through my sinuses, causing me to have shallow staccato sleep, trouble staying awake. Then he wakes up a lot at night. Um, well, let's just, let's just take care of the abscess tooth. We're not going to blame too much on it because we don't really know the rest of the story. Right. But we can get rid of the abscess tooth, super simple. Um, all I need to do is get some clove oil, and he obviously knows where the abscess tooth is because, ouch, it hurts. And cut off a piece of T-shirt about half an inch by two inches. Um, sprinkle it with about, I don't know, six uh, to ten drops of uh, clove oil. Roll it up in a ball and stick it right up in uh, his gum, wow. between his gum and his cheek, or as far as it can go, right over the abscess tooth. And do that at night, and he will wake up in the morning and... What's the clove do? What does it do? It's basically it's like an antibiotic and it's also an anesthetic. Oh, yeah, it really helps so them. It, so it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Now the other thing for him to take a look at is his bowel movements. Is he pooping three times a day? If he's not, then that abscess tooth is just literally backed up poop, and he will find oh. that once he starts pooping three times a day, the abscess will go away. Yeah. Who would connect the tooth to constipation? That's interesting. Yeah, it's just backed up. Boop, 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 boop. He wants to. He wants to know if cow foot soup would help with this. Uh, it could, but um, again, from the way he describes it, it sounds like he's going to get quicker results, super quick results, if he does those two things. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. cow foot soup is a longer term um, solution. Yes, it's going to help. It's going to rebuild the tooth, but the, his basic problem is his body has decided, for whatever reason, to deposit the waste in that spot. So he needs to evacuate that spot, uh, you know, quickly. Quickly, like quickly, like quickly. <laughs> Dr. Jennifer Daniels, and she's here on the fourth Monday of each uh, month. She's out in, in, in Panama. Her website is vitalitycycles.com. You can do the home healers course, and you have two different uh, uh, types of uh, vitality capsules you can get, the extra strength. If you need some extra strength, then you get big and strong. 
vitalitycycles.com. And you too can be big and strong. This is OneRadioNetwork.com. If you've not tried our pine pollen, you know, there's a lot of ladies that do really well on this. They get a little low on a natural testosterone around many, mini pause, mini pause thing. And uh, yeah, check it out. Stephen Buner, master herbalist, wrote an entire book on pine pollen. Previously, we asked him, what's the difference between uh, gathering some pine pollen, eating that, and then maybe taking Sir Thrival pine pollen and the grape alcohol, the tincture? What, what's the difference in the body? Okay, the difference is pine pollen is probably one of the best nutrient food substances on, on the earth. And you see, it's made to be uptaken by all of the life around it. All of the other plants take it in and use it for growth. Many of the animals eat it, and it's a very nutrient substance. If you eat it, what happens is it goes through your GI tract and then puts it into the bloodstream, and there's a lot of great stuff in it. I mean, it's really high in amino acids and protein and vitamins, so it's a very magnificent substance kind of a nutrient longevity tonic food and it will over time raise levels but if you really want to raise them fast you don't want to let it go through your gi tract hence the use of a tincture and you can click and order this great product right on our website any of these are thrival links take you right to the pine pollen and order away one radio network.com dr patrick flanagan has been regarded as one of the most important scientists in the last 50 years we talked to him about sulfur. There's a product called organic sulfur. And organic sulfur uh, was put into trade in 1865 as organic sulfur. Some people call it MSM or methyl sulfonyl methane, but most of the MSM in health food stores uh, have been contaminated with a kind of silica that prevents its absorption by the body. But anyway... What happens is that if you take a, a, a tablespoon of MSM and uh, of the organic sulfur in hot water in the morning and a tablespoon in the afternoon, uh, it, ca- it sulfates 192 different compounds, uh, heavy metals from the periodic table. And, and once it sulfates them, I'm talking about radioactive elements and other things, once it sulfates them, uh, these uh, sulfates cannot stay in the uh, human body for more than 12 hours. And what Dr. Flanagan just mentioned is one of the key reasons why our sulfur is different from most out there, Amazon, no matter where you go, because it's pure. Click and order, front page, oneradionetwork.com. Would you like a discount? Just email me, four pounds or more, a discount, Patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Otherwise, two-pound orders, United States, Canada, worldwide, three prices. Click and order, oneradionetwork.com. Great product. We love it. And uh, just email me if you want more, as we said. Uh, there's, uh, you know, a lot of crazy electromagnetic fields that are roaming around on the earth plane, and who knows what they really do or don't do. And, I mean, you, you can dig in there and, if you really believed everything you read about electromagnetic fields, you probably wouldn't go outside. But even inside, it doesn't help either because of the cell phone towers. So be that as it may, you know, we we believe that the stronger we get, the less we're going to be affected by this. Just my own theory on that. I don't know. I just make it up as I go. But you want to try to trust God this way 
would tie your camel. And if you look into Blue Shield, I think you'll find this technology is very, very good. It's an excellent technology. It's been around probably 30 years, and they're developed in, in Australia. And Brandon Amalani hooked up with Mark, who created Blue Shield. And it's a cube that you put in your home, goes out 90 yards, and it works with the cells in the body. So it helps your cells just to work better with these different vibrations and different wavelengths that these electromagnetic fields are. So it doesn't block anything, but it's been proven to work with chickens, with cows, uh, and decrease mortality and the rest of it just by having these Blue Shield products around them. You can also get one where you put it in your purse or pocket, and if you run into the city where there's more cell phone towers. But if you're using your phone at home, on the couch, you know, you're getting electromagnetic fields. You just are. Your phone wouldn't work if you were, you know, just wouldn't work. So check it out. Blue Shield, it's on OneRadioNetwork.com. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Deep in the heart of uh, Panama is Dr. Jennifer Daniels. <laughs> Do you guys have a lot of cell phone towers running around there? Any issues for you? Oh, yeah, you have to because uh, the terrain is so uh, hilly that oh. you can't run cables anywhere. Oh, I see. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's way too hilly. Uh, Panama is a country that was made by volcanoes erupting, and they kept erupting and spilling lava, and eventually this landmass formed connecting North and South America. That's pretty much the way it happened. Mm-hmm. So our lands are very, very hilly, and you can't string cables. So do you, do you think my theory's got some value to it? The stronger we get, the better we deal with these things? Absolutely, because I used to be, have EMF sensitivity. Really? Yeah, because I was in front of the computer all the time, and I noticed my concentration was poor. I was getting this buzzing and tingling stuff. But once I started eating black stuff, black that would be uh, shilloplegic, black squid ink, you know, black cumin seed. When I started eating black stuff and I started eating grain, bam, no more EMS sensitivity. Apparently, eating the brain coated and protected all of my nerve cells. Wow, wow. And the black stuff uh, intercepts these stray electrons. And so you don't have the EMF sensitivity. So that includes you. I've got some downstairs. It's pretty yucky, but I like it. Black squid ink, right? Black squid ink. Yeah. And she legit. That's really dark. Wow. Yes, totally black. Totally black, man. Totally black. Um, yeah. So here's Mary. For the first time in my life, I'm deeply depressed and cry all the time for no reason. Oh, I've always been a happy and productive, positive person. So being depressed for the last couple of months is really new to me. Could there be a biochemical reason for my depression? I'm 75, totally healthy, don't drink, take drugs, medication, do organic. Okay, wow. All right, so uh, the answer is yes. So there's only two causes of this weepy, cry depression. One is drugs. Now, she tells you she doesn't take drugs, but maybe there's a food that's processed that she introduced into her diet two months ago. But there is a drug that has entered her physical space that she's ingesting, and that's causing her to cry. Maybe it's a new um, makeup or something that she's using, or maybe it's a home deodorizer. There is something, a Mm. chemical. 
Mm. All right. We don't know what it is. We suggest you get rid of it. But let's just say that's not in the cards. Eating cow brain, it lifts depression literally in hours. Mm. It's shocking. It's like, uh, I really was crying. I was pretty sad, but no. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Light cures life. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. You don't have the uh, the depression. Things will happen emotionally. You can handle it. You're like, okay, well, that happened. Maybe it's not the way I wanted it to be, but, you know, I can go on and I can still be ha- happy with whatever the other things are in my life. Wow. So I would recommend uh, Brain. That That is a solution that has the upside with really no side effects. Hmm. The dose of Brain is one to two ounces a day. You've got to have it with plenty of water with a vegetable and a carb. Carb can be white rice or believe it or not, white bread doesn't matter. Hmm. Is there places where you can easily get brain? It's hard to get here because... Not that I know of. I mean, I pay bribes myself. I bribe the taxi driver who bribes someone else who bribes someone else who bribes someone else who runs by the back door of the... uh, (laughs) butcher shop and with a bag and they, they toss the brains in and then it gets passed back and I get it and it's still warm when I get it Whoa. and the, the taxi guys hey hey I, I, got, I got some I'm on the way okay I'm home drop it off wow so you really go, <laughs> you really get creative to get the brain in your brain yeah, uh, yeah it's worth it as yeah. you can see yeah it's good okay here's Mark what do you do for a rattlesnake bite wow that's a creative huh um, well, first, just try not to get one. Yeah. So let's say he's obviously he hasn't got one yet because he's sitting here writing. But what you want to do is you want to definitely wear uh, leather boots, and uh, so the rattlesnake will literally bite you and inject the venom into your boots. The next thing you want to do is, as you are walking, you have to stomp the ground as you go, and the snake will hear the vibration and go away. Yeah. Also, rattlesnakes are seasonal. So you want to know what their season is that they like when they're out and about and not hike so much. Also, they're situational. So you can literally look at uh, an outcropping, a set of stairs, whatever, and say, oh, wait, there's snakes that could easily access me if I take that route. So that's the best way to handle snake bites. Um, But let's say you're not so lucky. The tourniquet measure, I think, is still effective because at least the venom doesn't spread and the worst could happen is you lose a limb as opposed to your life. But again, it depends on where you are and most people are pretty far away from any kind of medical intervention. Anti-venom is helpful, but the anti-venom is specific for the snake. If if you have the wrong anti-venom, it doesn't match the snake, not going to do you any good. So once you have a snake bite, there's not a lot you can do. Um, people say, oh, remain still. The reason they say that is to prevent the venom from spreading throughout your body. Right, right. But, but I say the best thing is those prevention things that I just told yeah. you. Like, so I'm 66, never been bit by a snake. Um, the other thing is most snakes are not venomous. And there are snakes that look like rattlesnakes, but they're not rattlesnakes, and they can bite you, but there's no venom. So he needs to understand if there's rattlesnakes where he's at. And I would say if he reasonably has a concern about it, then he should uh, relocate, actually. <laughs> Susan has a dowager's hump. D-O-W-A. Yes. Yeah. What is that? She's in her 70s. Okay, I'll show you. Turn to the side. Okay. 
Let my me, paper bag and the tinctures on the floor here. Let me put you on. The dowager's hump is that hump in the back that ladies have right here. Right. So you can see, I do not have one. Right. Can you see that? Yeah, I can see it. So ladies who have one, it's, it's a hump over like this, and then their head's like this. Oh. So literally, they can reverse that by doing um, neck extension exercises. And also diet, right? Diet, diet. So the cause, the part of your diet that causes the dowager hump is your sweetened drinks, your cookies, your cakes, your crackers, and breads. Get rid of them. Hmm. And what you want to eat instead is either rice, potatoes, you know, just uh, a whole unprocessed carb and no sugars. The next thing you want to do is you want to eat something like uh, Shilajit, which is going to help mineralize your bones. And of course, bone broth. And then the exercises, again, back extension exercises. So you can lay prone on the ground and lift your shoulders off the ground and look up with your head. And then put your shoulders back down and then lift your shoulders up off the ground and look back with your head. Now, I used to have a dowager's hump. It was, it was small, but it was there. And I just thought, oh, you know, my mother had one. I'm going to have one. It's just going to keep creeping. And I said, you know, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not really interested in that. And so when I started uh, doing all this strenuous exercises, they had this one exercise where you stand up and you look up and you look down. You look up and you look down. I would look up and get so dizzy I would fall down. And I had to do that exercise against a wall. Uh, so anybody who has a dowager's hump has probably got that situation as well. So it's caused literally by lack of flexibility and blood flow in your neck and your upper spine. So if you do those simple exercises I just said, eat the bone broth plus the solids, then that'll go a long way. Okie dokie. Good job. Uh, Mary has a torn... Medial meniscus. All right, that's enough information. That's enough. Yeah, she's got one torn. She doesn't want it to be torn anymore. Hmm. So if she buys a knee brace slash leg brace, decreases the weight she puts on it, it will heal itself. And of course, uh, she can buy a cow leg, and with the cow leg comes cow meniscus. Mm -hmm. And she can eat that. She'll see it. it. looks just like a meniscus, like letter C, two letter Cs. And um, that'll heal up nicely. So don't let the doctor inject it. Don't let him do surgery on it. Nothing. Uh, it's going to take you about six to 12 weeks where it'll be pain-free. It'll take two years. You won't even know which knee you injured. Oh, isn't that great? But if the doctor steps in and intervenes, that knee will be a problem the rest of your life. Dallas writes in, what is happening when I take a liver supplement like Shazandra and I get angry? <laughs> Shazandra for livers? He gets, right. he gets so angry. So when you take uh, any herb that gets your liver to, let's say, overwork or excrete bile, that's going to create anger. And the reason it creates anger is because the herb works only at one locus, the liver. It doesn't work at the bile duct level and the intestinal level to let the 
the toxins flow freely out of your body. Oh. So what she should do is before she tries Shizandra again, if she wants to, um, make sure she's pooping three times a day, make sure she has enough water, and she can even eat a little, add some liver to her diet. And then she'll find she can eat the Shizandra and she won't get it. It's all so simple, isn't it? Yeah, shockingly so. <laughs> Shocking, shockingly so. Get it back to find the right file here. So, okay, here you go. Mm, here's a lady that wakes up with a stuffy nose, sneezing, and my nose gets runny. Uh, does this mean I have some kind of allergic reaction to something? She wakes up with this, so she does not go to bed with this. We're just going to be clear, That's what right? I understand. Not, yeah, we're going to make that huge assumption. So while she's in bed at night, her liver is working to detox uh, the rest of her body. And while you're sleeping at night, all of your cells release their toxins, presuming that your liver is going to filter these toxins out, which her liver does not do, and so they end up stuffing her up in the morning. So what's her answer? Her answer is to make sure that she has a bowel movement at night or just do an enema before she goes to bed. And she'll notice that when she wakes up, she has less stuffiness. Another solution is to drink more water, and that's going to increase circulation throughout her body so that more stuff gets uh, to the liver for removal. The other option that she can do is it might be, that, like I said, the liver itself is not doing its job, and that would be a milk thistle issue. Eat milk thistle, the liver will suck up more of the toxins, and when she wakes up, those toxins will not be stuck uh, in her head because the toxins won't remain in the blood. Sebastian is in Mexico, and really enjoy your show. I have a question. Two years ago, I enrolled in 60 men's kung fu lessons, moderate level, five times a week. And six months ago, right. he started with lower back pain with different intensity levels. After 20 minutes of just being standing, of just uh, standing, in the morning when I wake up during different parts of the day, very stiff and feels like there is some kind of a lack of lubricant in the upper back and hip and lower back. Okay, so we can stop there. We can okay. stop there. So the answer is pigtail soup. Pigtail soup. Yeah, pigtail. So um, probably about, uh, I would say two pigtails a day, have it in a soup, throw in some vegetables, maybe a little bit of rice or yuca. And what he will find is it will repair his back. So when you do things like uh, kung fu or these strenuous exercises, it stresses the back, it depletes the back, your body's got to make repairs, and a lot of times your body is not able to because maybe you're eating a regular diet before you start all these uh, exercises. So uh, the pigtails have the vertebral discs, the intervertebral material, everything your body needs to reconstruct your spine and the muscles and connective tissue around it to get rid of this pain. Mm -hmm. Excellent. From Did you have a question? Beyond that, or no, that, that's that it. The... That's it. Question from Leela: I eat mostly animal foods, but I do better with a little bit of carbs. And I'm thinking about steel cut oats. Is this a good choice? Steel cut oats. If you're eating a high meat diet, the question is, what kind of carbs would be the best to go with a high meat right. diet? Yeah, that's what she's asking. Probably not steel cut oats. So I would lean towards either potatoes. Or 
if you're in a cold climate or yucca if you're in a hot climate. Oh. So if you're just going to use one carb and two tablespoons a day or a quarter cup a day, I would make it yucca or uh, potatoes. Those seem to go best with the meats. Now, the next thing she did not mention is, is what other kind of vegetable. Squash is super, super important. Um, so you can use like the calabasa squash, uh, any of the harder winter type squashes. And what these squashes do is they get in there, lubricate your joints and your organs and detox them very nicely and comfortably. So I say with her high meat diet, even though she's adding a little carbs, uh, add some squash as well. Okay. Could you please ask Dr. Daniels if I can replace ham hock with cow feet to increase the size of my penis? Oh, since I... <laughs> I'm sorry, since I can't eat pig due to my religion, if yes, how much per week to get the faster results? Oh, I, think, I would say yeah. um, the cow foot should work. The cow foot. And the amount to eat is, uh, well, first of all, how do you cook it? You put the cow foot in the pot, fill the water halfway up, and then pressure cook it for two hours or simmer it forever. Mm -hmm. What will happen is the bones and everything will collapse into the liquid and you'll have a level fake of soup. All right, so that's the soup. Basically two cups of that a day. And you want to have that, again, with a little bit of carb, like a quarter cup of rice, definitely some type of vegetable like squash or tomatoes or zucchini or something. When you mention quarter cup, is that cooked or dry? That's cooked. Wow, that's not a lot. It's amazing. No, it's not a lot, but it's enough to get the job done. <laughs> and what does the carb do when you mix it with your animal? What's happening there? So when you have the animal um, stuff, in this case gelatin, mm -hmm. your body has got to uh, incorporate that gelatin into tissue. And so all of these collagen tissues have uh, beta-glucan fractions or fractions of carbs and glucose attached to them. So you just have to give your body a little bit of carbs so it can finish out the, the whole structure properly. Oh, that's cool. And a little, little potato works the same way as white rice? Yes. Cool. Yeah. And then his second part from Eric. I have another question. Does the premature ejaculation caused by a lack of collagen in the penis? No. Premature ejaculation is another problem, and that's caused by uh, a cholesterol issue. So he needs to put some more cholesterol into his life. I would just say, you know, liver. Eggs. Start with liver, and uh, you can move on to bull testicles. <laughs> move on. <laughs> move on up to bull testicles, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Start with liver. His liver has a broader nutrient profile, and it's going to replace a lot of the basics that maybe the bull testicles might need to give them the best results. Uh, Nicole has involuntary twitches, muscle spasms on my right side in the hip area for about two years now. The twitches come and go, and I'm getting ready to go to sleep when I feel very tired. I wondered if it was a restless leg idea, but it is only on my right side and only in the hip area Sometimes spasms are, are so severe, they give me pain in my back. 54, had no health issues at all. 
and I take no medication. She exercises, drinks enough water. I'm going through the thing that's very long. I believe Black Dr. Squidding. The Black Squidding stops these neurological issues Does with it? twitching. Oh. Yeah. Black squidding. It has dopamine in it and various neurotransmitters, and so it really helps the nervous system repair and calm itself down. And again, you know, she can use. I would start with that. If that does the prop, does the it does it, then that's fine. You're done. The dose for squidding is one teaspoon, uh, once or twice a week. It's it's not a high dose thing. It it just does the job. The next thing for her to do would be to take turpentine. Mm. And she can go to vitaliacycles.com, download the free report, uh, the Candida Cleaner, and it tells her all about how to take turpentine. Uh, squid ink, does it matter before, during, after meals, empty stomach? Um, so black squid ink is best taken one teaspoon with at least a half cup of liquid. Usually it's stirred into a soup and um, with carbs. It seems to work better with carbs. Hmm. So like... Uh, Believe it or not, pasta. So classically, it's served with pasta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can actually buy black ink pasta, pasta black squid ink yeah, pasta. Yeah, you can buy yeah. black pasta, which is impregnated with the black squid ink. So I I use that now because it's just so much easier than trying to get the gloppy squid ink to dissolve. <laughs> and what did you tell me something about the squid uses this blank black ink to do what to their predators? Oh, to sedate, uh, to sedate and um, almost paralyze its prey. No kidding. So it has a sedating and quasi-paralyzing effect. So it keeps your body from getting these twitches. So when you want to mentally control your limb and make it move, that's fine. But the limb is not going to twitch on its own. It's pretty clever how they do that. They just create this black ink so they can <laughs> numb up your, your predators. <laughs> Well, but also creates a black screen. The predator can't oh, see them, and then oh, they get away. Yeah, yeah the what, black color is very important. That's what I would do. I don't know what I'd do. Um, <laughs> Paul says, thanks for having her on the show. What is your knowledge about uncured bacon? I've been eating uh, an uncured bacon with only salt and hickory smoke, and the wife says that the bacon is unsafe to eat unless I cook it till very crispy. I read online that all bacon is cured, and the sugar-free salt and hickory smoke cures with celery and no nitrates. Hmm. All right, so answer is this. <clears throat> All that curing and blah, 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 that's just to keep it from spoiling if it's stored a long time. Hmm. He's buying uncured bacon, actually even cured bacon now. It's being sold under refrigeration or maybe absolutely frozen. So the fact that the cure is not cured or whatever is irrelevant because curing bacon was a way of storing it without refrigeration. Well, you know, the circumstance we live on now is it's all refrigerated. So that makes that point pretty moot. Does that help? Yeah, good job. Um, here we have a Kate, another Kate. I do not so care. So his wife's saying you have to cook it till it's crispy. You don't have to. You don't have to. You can just cook it as you like it. Yeah. Kate says she doesn't care for pig's feet or ears, and I want to heal my face skin, crinkles, and deep pimples. <laughs> what are the next best options? I do like cow's feet, although how long should I? Um, oh, cow's feet are nice. Cow's feet are nice. That works, yeah. Yeah, but again, the cooking is very important. <laughs> you only bring the water up 
halfway to the top of the level of the feet, right? I've talked to people who literally fill the pot with water and throw in two pieces of pig of uh, cow foot. It's, it's spit in the ocean. It's not going to work. So it's pretty concentrated. So uh, when you let this cow foot soup cool off, literally, it's going to be like rubber. Really? Yeah. A lot of stuff in there. Right? Yeah. So you heat that stuff up, cook it that way, and you're going to get something with a high enough concentration that it's going to give you a face like this. She says she takes your capsules of poops three times a day, drink my daily Excellent. dose of water. I do also Great. drink coffee in the morning and occasionally. Uh, um, What's the problem she wants us to solve? Uh, armpit odor. I found it. Okay. Armpit odor. Okay, so uh, what, what did you say she was eating now? Let's go with it. Now, let's go back to the list and we can see what she's eating that might cause odor. <laughs> she's pooping, drinking uh, Vitality Capsules, drink my daily dose of water, also drink coffee in the morning, and occasionally a beer, maybe twice a week. I have dairy maybe twice a month. But she's got some stinky armpits. Well, beer and dairy are the only things she's mentioned that uh, definitely cause stink. But let's get rid of it anyway, right? So what she can do is take a quarter cup of castor oil and put uh, half a teaspoon of lavender oil in it. Stir it all up. And just take it and slather it in her armpit. Oh. Smell like flowers. So castor oil will detox her armpit and the lavender will get rid of the odor. Okay, last one. Quick question. We have... Uh, Diabetic type 2, taking medications, uh, metformin for 20 years. Oh, now, God. Now off that one. Um, A1C is a little high, 7. Main concern is low pulse, 30 to 40. Wow. wow. So I have to say it's not medical advice. Yeah. So the medical industrial complex has done the research itself. Treating a hemoglobin A1C of less than 8 is deadly, of no earthly benefit. Just say. And uh, treating uh, diabetes the way she's treating it, which is according to her doctor's orders, doctor's targets, has zero medical benefit. Does not prevent heart attack. Does not prevent stroke. Does not prevent death. So, sounds like it's reasonable to just stop her diabetes. But what else is she trying to get? What, 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 her, what is her problem? Um, why do you think my pulse rate is so low? Mm. Oh, stop your, stop your diabetes medicines because you're giving your sugar too low. Okay, okay. Yeah, so your, your target hemoglobin A1C, if you're medicating, it should be eight. Because all the research shows hemoglobin A1C less than eight, you're increasing your chances of death by 30% per year. It's a pretty big increase, accumulates. And the research also shows that this tighter control does not prevent death, blindness, stroke, or heart attack. Nothing. Oh. So let's just say she wants to cure her diabetes. Let's just So you can go to vitalitycapsules.com, download the Candida Cleaner Report, follow that diet add liver as she wants to, and um, usually gets rid of the diabetes in about a week or two. This is final, final. Just slipped in. 
You probably answered this before, but I'd like to hear it again. Either way, does Dr. Daniels believe that there is shedding going on, transfer between people who have been vaxxed and unvaxxed? The answer is yes, but it's irrelevant to the health of the unvaccinated person if they have uh, a healthy immune system. You know you have a healthy immune system if you're able to get up and dress yourself and walk out the front door. <laughs> so, do Everybody we, can do that. Do we know how this shining thing happens through the air, through energy, or do we know? Or? No, 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 no. Yes, I know all about it. It happens with all vaccines. It happens with childhood vaccines. Oh, it happens with all When your child goes to the doctor and gets vaccinated, you'll say, now don't have a visit Grammy if she's taking chemotherapy. Okay. Yeah, Grammy for a couple of weeks here because we don't want Grammy to get that shedding and drop dead. <laughs> so we've always been shedding these things. We just do. Always. Yes. Yes. If you're going to get upset with your partner about shedding, then the God's sake, stop visiting the grandkids. you got a whole list of folks you don't need to visit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's the shedding story. Yeah. And if it turns out if you have a normal immune system, like I said, you walk, you talk, you dress yourself, and you're not taking chemotherapy or steroids, then apparently there's not a health risk. Yep. And this has been the case, this shedding situation, at least since 1980 it's been known about it. They taught us about it in that episode. Hmm. Excellent. Excellent. So what are you going to do today, Fun? What's going on? Oh, I got stuff to do. I got get myself organized, and I decided to go to the next level jujitsu, and I'm just going to work on that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I got to do <laughs> I'm going to do some more work on my splits because my jujitsu is so intense. It's making my body look like the Incredible Hulk. And so I've got to do my stretch splits to help uh, stretch those muscles out so I have my old uh, physique back. So you're building muscles just by doing this uh, martial arts. Yeah. No, this is no uh, Tai Chi. This is serious. Serious stuff. Uh, yeah grab someone, flip them over, throw them on the ground, you know, and you roll and tumble and someone ends up on top. <laughs> Great. Great. Let me know how that works out for you. Okay. Check out Dr. Jennifer Daniels. Uh, Doc, yeah. before you go, tell everybody what they'll find when they visit VitalityCycles.com. When you visit VitalityCycles.com, you're going to find Vitality Capsules. Yay! Yay. And you're going to find regular and extra strength. Um, this is the uh, daily cleanser that's comfortable enough for everyday use, the internal cleanser, comfortable enough for everyday use. Then you're also going to find the Home Healers course, will teach you how to be the healer in your home. And for me, just this knowledge has saved me over $200,000 in health insurance premiums, co-pays, deductibles. So I don't think I've given me amazing free time because I'm not going to the doctor, I'm not getting this test, that test, none of, none of it. Um, then you'll also find an incredible trove of about 400 video and audio recordings of prior shows that I've done. Cool, man. 400. Cool. Good for you. Yeah. And plus, we still have, I don't know how many years of Dr. Jennifer Daniels shows on One Radio Network, right? And you can, exactly. also, find, oh, you can also find the classic, never before um, toppled, the show on Turpentine, which is still comes up on Google like crazy. I mean, it's got billions of hits to this day. People find it. I think it's hilarious. I don't even remember what year it was. Do you remember when you did that? 2010. Was I'll it, never forget. What, 20? 2010. That was the year the <laughs> candidate report was launched. Oh, my and God. Boy, oh, boy. 
<laughs> and somehow that got in. It was so controversial. I couldn't even use the word turpentine. So we had to call it the cleaner. <laughs> and somehow that got all viral. Sponsorship now is something. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's a, she must be a conspiracy theorist. She's doing the turpentine. <laughs> oh, it was worse. They, 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 they called me a killer that we're going to take this and die. And, oh, oh that my was terrible. God. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we made it through it. But that was 13 years ago, huh? 13 years ago. Yeah, WebMD, hmm. as soon as uh, that hit, yeah. they put on their website, flashing, 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 turpentine, <laughs> dangerous, don't take it. And they had to stop that because too many people took it and got excellent results. And they wrote, I mean, the most vicious criticisms right there on the WebMD site saying, are you crazy? You don't know anything I probably can't trust you for anything. But they're like, okay, okay, okay. So now, on their site, they, they've taken a very lukewarm position yeah. on turpentine. Yeah. Now, as you know, now there's more and more folks who are getting into it, you know, the, you know, really talking about right. it. Right, and they yeah. realize that it's just amazing just, and it's positive. Just yeah. amazing. All right, sweetie, well, I love you. Thanks for everything. You look great. Bye. Bye. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Dr. Yeah. Jennifer Daniels, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. She's cool. She's cool. Okay, kids, well, what we're going to do here, um, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to just do something. We're going to take a little break, uh, maybe have, I'm thinking about a liver. I got a piece of liver to frost it. Haven't had a liver for a while. I think I'm going to have some of that. Dr. D always recommends when you do liver is you have some onions and a little bit of rice with that. Just about a quarter cup. Not much, just enough to do something. So that seems reasonable to me. So I will see you tomorrow. We have two great shows for you tomorrow. Max Egan, who's very cool. I think you'll like Max. He's a, a great researcher and a real patriot. He talks about the financial stuff and the geopolitics in crazy land. And then Dr. Lisa Raskin, who I've known uh, Dr. Raskin forever, a long time. She used to live in Austin, and we're going to talk about Ayurvedic medicine. And uh, it's, a, it's a great model to play with and experiment with. That'll be tomorrow, uh, two shows. And then, um, not sure who we got lined up for Wednesday, but we'll have one or two people for Wednesday. So I love you all. Thank you for your support. Please uh, think about us if you need something for your health, your wealth, and your well-being. Oh, don't forget. Don't forget. And I want to give a little plug here because I forgot to do it today. Is if you want to get some gold and silver coins, man, oh man, check it out. There's some rock and roll things going on with the, the monetary system, as you well know, if you follow it like we do. And if you would like to hedge your bet on hedging inflation, prices going up, uh, we don't think there's any reason in the world to um, suggest that the people that create the currency on computers and lend it to the United States. We the people are going to stop doing that. So we believe that prices, inflation, whatever you want to call it, are going to continue to go up until the cows come home. So I think uh, buying gold and silver coins is a great hedge against inflation. Uh, we've known Fred Dashevsky. You see a picture here, U.S. Coin Capital for hmm, 25 years. 
Uh, Fred is the former partner of Andrew Goss and who is no longer with us. But his company is a good one. Uh, you go trust Fred. He's not going to try to, you know, dump some bunch of dumb coins on you. No, he won't do that. Just talk to him. He'll spend time with you, which is very rare these days. You call and you can actually talk to a real person. Talk to Fred or Donna or a Roger or some of the other people. But ask for Fred if he's around. He'll talk to you. 800-878-2646. There's a lot of choices uh, with gold and silver, but Fred only sells real American money printed at the mint. And other than the currency silver, the pre-65 coins of dimes, quarters and halves, and silver dollars, other than those coins, pure silver, well, 99, whatever, um, they're all graded third party in plastic uh, containers, and uh, this is numismatic coins. Cool stuff. Easy to store, hide them in your home so nobody knows where they are, and you're good. Check it out, U.S. Coin Capital on one radio network.com, Fred Dashevsky. Okay, thanks to Dr. Daniels for coming on the show. She's always great, fun, and we'll see you tomorrow with um, Max Egan tomorrow. Take care of yourself. I love you. Bye. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.